0: World cup, 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 Stole my podcast with uh, myself, You're gonna John. You're going to have to start that again. I could edit Nelson that bit. P- Nelson PK. Nelson PK. Who's Nelson PK?
1: Stop that and delete it.
0: I'll edit it. I'll edit it. I'll edit it. Who's Nelson PK? I've no idea. Is he a racing driver? He was a Formula One racing driver, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Quite controversial one, actually. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, we'll definitely do that. Uh, start again. Se- Here we go. Set Blatter. Welcome, everybody. Set Blatter. Uh, to the Set Blatter Stone My PK podcast uh, with myself, John. And Thorin. And Thorin. Uh, Now, listen, listeners, um, all transparency, this is the second time we've recorded this podcast because the first time, as you may have gathered, uh, I didn't press record, which uh, it's got to (laughs) be... It's got to be the podcaster's number one faux pas, I think, when recording a podcast um and so therefore you you will also probably notice that uh you'll notice two things one there might be a slight slurring in in my voice number one number two you're going to notice that Thorin's voice is slightly tinny a
1: little bit tinny yeah because I'm uh very, very
0: long way away from you right now. We are uh, many time zones apart. Unfortunately, work has uh, has pulled me away, so um, it's uh, it's uh, very late for me, and it's incredibly early uh, for Thorin. So, hence why uh, the production values on the normally slick set blatterstone my PK podcast <laughs> might be uh, might be a little bit out. But uh, what we're definitely not going to do is just try and recreate what we. Um, Uh, what we spoke about uh, previously Um, but we are going to cover a uh, we are going to cover a few topics if you are a regular listener uh, you'll know that uh, you know the normal high quality frost nixon-esque repertoire uh, will definitely be evident Um, but we're gonna um, you know the world cup is almost upon us right we're it's pretty much here it's very exciting it is and this is going to record and this
1: are we with it to air in time for the opening ceremony and the opening match. So very, very excited. Um both the Welsh and the English teams have now arrived in Qatar and um and yeah, I'm I'm sort of already on the edge of my seat as as we all know that I would be.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh you know, for those of you uh uh Johnny come lately this is the podcast for uh, people that are ambivalent about the World Cup? But uh, you know, the big idea is Thorin is people a that con- want to change people that want to change. People that, people that want, want to change. To change. <laughs> you know, they want to make they want to make improvements in their lives. They want to uh, see the light. Maybe uh, is the way I would uh, is the way I would phrase it. But um, uh, yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get into the podcast. First of all, though. Uh, off the back of podcast two, there is a correction we need to make. So I made some oh, yeah. wild—I uh, oh, yeah. made some wild claims about uh, Paraguay and the consequences of them breaking the FIFA rule yeah, cool. that you can't use uh, false documents in your application. But, yeah, yeah. Just, I need to interject there and give a reminder to listeners that it's that
1: it's late night where you are. It was about Ecuador, not Paraguay.
0: Well, I did say, yeah, <laughs> we we did discuss. I might be a bit slurry, and I might get some key facts wrong as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, you were talking about Ecuador and and how they they um,
1: they fielded effectively an ineligible player. Yes. In the qualifiers and and in episode two, we um, I think you, you were under the impression that they'd had points.
0: I I on. Uh, in my defence, I reread the article, and it wasn't clear um but i misinterpreted so they i, I thought they were going to start this campaign uh on minus 3 points but it's they're going to start the uh what would it be the world cup the 2026 world the the, Ameri- the the us world cup uh they're going to start on on minus uh 3 points i'll I come back to the point which is whether it's ecuador or paraguay uh <laughs> the the fact that they had to write a rule that specifically said you can't use false documents in your application form uh shows a level of corruption in this game to be honest i'm gonna feel, i'm gonna you know put it out there <laughs> yeah a little, little bit ludicrous that, that has to be stated
1: um i don't know the full background to what's happened it does sound a bit dodgy and, and the fact that um a couple of the other countries once that the, there's been a whiff of irregularity there um Peru and Chile, I think it was, were, were, were straight on to it were complaining yeah. straight away. It, it did sound like there was something in it straight away. Um, I think Ecuador are probably very, very lucky to still be in the World Cup. To be honest, given that in the next uh, World Cup,
0: in the next World Cup. No, I mean they're very lucky. To still oh, in this, be this one. one. Oh, you think they might have you actually know, been I mean, kicked out? Do you think they might have been kicked yeah, out? Yeah, I think. I think if this had been, if this had been.
1: Um, it's, there's previous of that in World Cups. Oh really? You know, countries built measurable players. Yep. And had either points deducted or been chucked out altogether. Mexico were were not allowed to go to Italia 90 because because they'd fielded a bunch of overage players in an under 21 game. I think it was, um, and they got chucked out. So um, uh, yeah, there is a bit of precedent for it. I, 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 I yeah, I don't know the full ins and outs of this, but I think there's a bit of a sigh of relief for them and a sigh of relief for us there's Brighton and Albion fans they've got three Ecuador players um, I think they've all made the squad um, that should be at the World Cup and it would be great to see them there Yeah
0: Yeah, well I mean funny enough I'm um, away with, uh, with a guy who's uh, uh, a big Roma fan um, he lives in Rome. an Italian guy and we were chatting about the football mm. and he was quick to point out because I said, "Oh, you know, a Brighton fan." He was quick to point out that uh, it's only because there's an Italian in charge now. yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's a bit early to be to be to be putting everything at his door. Though he has started pretty well, so um, yeah, no, he's getting more cup there.
0: Uh, like we said at the start the world cup is uh the world cup is upon us I, it, it's quite funny um uh, we'll come on to the first thing that jumps into my mind when i think of the world cup starting but um there definitely doesn't seem to be the buzz that a, that a normal summer world cup would uh would generate um it, it even you know uh i was having i was having a look and if you're a tv manufacturer the world cup is like your key moment in time because everyone upgrades their tv when the world cup is on sure um but i was reading an article in the uh in the guardian and um, tv sales are pretty flat i mean obviously there's a lot of other difficult things going on in the world right now but um you know uh there hasn't been the boom, you know. And, uh, you know, people aren't going out and buying new TVs and, you know, have blah, all this stuff. And so there's a definite, you know, there's just... A, a, there isn't a buzz. You know, we spoke the other, in the first podcast about the thing that I fell in love with uh, in Euro 96 was the bars and the fact that the country kind of came to a halt and everyone, you know, rallied round. I'm trying to remember whether that's me looking back with rose-tinted glasses... On the, at the end of a campaign and maybe in England it's only really once you get through the group stages and people start getting like oh actually maybe there's you know something might happen um, but I just I just don't get a sense people are really getting into it you know what do you think?
1: Yeah no I think that's a really good point I think um, I think undoubtedly there'll be a bit of rose tinted uh, you know about from both of us in looking back to those um, that tournament because of the time you know how old we were and what have you But I think it was, I honestly think it was. Um, uh, A lot of what you said, there was that buzz, there is usually a buzz. Um, It is a different experience for us in this country uh, and uh, in European countries to be watching it in the winter. and it's—I uh, tell you here—it's been absolutely brutal today. It's mm. been absolutely torrential, and it doesn't—it doesn't really make you, um, doesn't give you to get up and go. Whereas, as we said before in episode one about summer World Cups, you know, and, and all that. Um, I, I, but I think it is also the lack of buzz is also because of all the all the
0: problems and controversies. Yeah. That's and, all the media are uh, focusing on, isn't it? Misgivings. Yeah. Well, it's.
1: I mean, it's. It, not just the media, I mean I'm as as a as a World Cup geek um and enthusiast, I'm having trouble getting properly pumped for it. I mean I am still yeah. But, yeah. but there are so many so many caveats to that with this World Cup, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um that you can't get away from.
0: Yeah. Uh I mean I don't wanna rub it in, but it's thirty two here. <laughs> it's, it's, Is it? It's absolutely gorgeous, it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, well. yeah. There's a pool on the roof. Oh. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm crying out loud. <laughs> uh, so my thoughts uh, with the World Cup, yeah, with the start approach, my thoughts turn to uh, the opening ceremony. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Coldplay are going to like rock up any minute now and um, bash out a couple <laughs> of hits. Amazing. uh, You know, for uh, absurd amounts of money. Uh, you know, opening ceremonies... Uh, consistently underwhelming yeah um maybe the only one that i've ever really thought was they've done a good job it was the olympics uh, the, the danny boyle olympics which i think you know lots of people uh you know thought was good but it, i guess it's, it's a hard challenge to try and creatively capture the essence of your country and i think probably even harder for qatar
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I don't, um, I don't tend to watch them, to be honest. I, um, and that's more because um, I'm spending so much time watching the, the football that I something's got to give, and I am yeah. not, not really catching the openers. It's not because I particularly don't want to watch them. I remember watching the Italian ninety one, which actually was, I, I recall, was quite impressive. I think, but um, but otherwise, there's 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 all kinds of. Um, stuff going on in which which I'm not a massive fan of including last time Um, if I remember correctly Robbie Williams was involved in the Russia 2018 one and I I wasn't particularly keen on watching that um, for my own reasons so I didn't but um, yeah you're right capturing the essence of a country or something like that in an opening ceremony it's a tall order and The other thing about the World Cups is that you then have to play a match, you usually have to play a match straight away on the same pitch that that opening ceremony is taking place on. So they've got to clear it. Which I think probably wasn't the case with London 2012, I think they could do that and then take it all down. I don't think there was any event straight
0: after it, it was just the opening ceremony. Yeah. So um, probably a a slightly different thing in how you organise it. Yeah, But you don't Um, think, um, uh, there's there's no regrets that Russia booked Robbie Williams? (laughs) Um, I don't know. I don't know if he has any regrets about it. I would hope he does. But I don't think he. I don't think he cares. I Robbie Williams definitely doesn't care. I mean, he's oh, got no yes. creative control. Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, I mean, I don't know, guy. I don't know. I don't lay into it too much.
0: But um, I mean, I don't want to go into it. But I did go and see him live once. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Not long ago? I uh got tickets through work to go he he famously did a big Nebworth gig. Uh, oh yeah. So I got tickets to go and uh see him at Nebworth. Yeah. Is it any good? Uh oh, Let Me Entertain You was good when he, you know, opened the show with yeah, that. Sure. You know? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the first song first song was the high point. Anyways. Yeah. That's this that's this maybe for the um cool. the other podcast we're gonna do. The, uh Robbie Williams stole my uh <laughs> yeah yeah indeed. Yeah, I
1: mean difficult ones opening ceremonies um and um, as
0: as as a, as a as a as a stat as a stat fan as a stat fan yeah. um any good um uh, any good uh opening ceremony stories or uh, yeah, uh even stupid, old- stupid events the ultimate
1: has to be USA ninety four, which um, I'm sure most most people, well a lot of people, will be familiar with. Which um, USA ninety four, and it had Diana Ross was sort of the
0: lead, act, oh, big
1: name, running running around the pitch um, Soldier Field in Chicago and um, singing and and what have you, and that was all fine. But then it came to a point where she um, a ball was placed in front of her and she was going to take a penalty, and there was a net and the goalkeeper. Yeah, and uh, she takes a run up, and uh, while all this razzmatazz is going on, and and shanks the penalty wide, <laughs> and um, and but still the goalie uh, dived and still the net exploded as if she'd hit the back
0: of the net, even though she had. Nice. And but Diana Ross, I mean, you know, seasoned pro at the entertainment game, she just carried on like as if nothing had happened. So fair yeah. play, to
1: Diana. But. Um,
0: that's brilliant. Yeah, that, that would literally won't. be me. That would be me, you know. Yeah, yeah it would. It would. It would.
1: Um, I think that's the ultimate in terms of opening yeah. ceremonies, and I really hope something like that happens um, uh, this time. I don't, I don't know who they're going to bring out, but I hope they get made to do a penalty, and I hope they, uh, I hope they mess
0: it up. Yeah, well, that actually makes me really want it to be Robbie Williams because I don't think there could be anything <laughs> even the, anything funnier than watching Robbie Williams shank a penalty. Uh...
1: Unfortunately, unfortunately, I think he's played in those like celeb games before. four I think he's half decent so I doubt he would
0: yeah oh that's a shame sorry I'm just trying to we think we can of,
1: always dream we can but dream yeah I'm trying to
0: think of Robbie Williams songs that I can uh, I can't but no Uh, funny you mention uh, uh, USA 94 as you, as you tell that story. Um, you, you know the, this this is the thing like I retain useless information, and I notice useless things. So the only thing I can really remember from USA 94 I couldn't tell you who won, who played, whatever. Um, but I do remember they mowed the pitch in unique and creative ways that made it a difficult sometimes to see the players and uh b was i remember it being a a particularly contentious talking point at some of the commentators who were very disappointed that they hadn't gone for the traditional uh sort of straight lines on the pitch Straight lines that's amazing that you remember that do you remember Um, do do you recall the moment yeah you're
1: absolutely right there were some really bizarre and distracting patterns um on the go um I can't believe you
0: remember that. That's amazing. I would, You know, really? I, like, I remember the pointless things. I remember the ducks from Mexico '86. <laughs> the big ducks. Big ducks. I. Uh, I don't, I. You see, that's.
1: I, I. know it is kind of pointless remembering how the grass was mown, but it's not. I think that's that is a vision. That's a visual um, representation. You know of,
0: of, of, yeah. of one of the things from that World Cup. So I, d- I just intrigued. didn't remember. You know. Yeah, com- conversations about you know the extravagance of the US. Captured in an yeah, extravagant mowing pattern. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I can't wait yeah. till I can't wait till uh, uh, twenty twenty six because it's back in the US, right? So, yeah, you know, are they going to respond to that feedback next time? Who knows? Oh
1: my god! Oh my god! Are they going to Are they going to realise that you're waiting? You're waiting for all those amazing, amazingly mowed pitches.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: you know, talking about USA actually is is an interesting. One, when we talk about Qatar and Qatar being the host and if we're just focusing purely on um,
0: sporting yeah. sort of matters yeah. right, for a moment. One of the
1: issues that a lot of people have with Qatar hosting this World Cup is that they have next to no football history to speak of. They've been participating in the qualifiers for a number of years. They've never gotten through they've never been at a world cup finals and of course because they've automatically qualified for this one they've still never qualified for a world cup because they didn't qualify for this one if you see what i mean yes so so people one of the things that people look for in 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 a world cup host is a bit of footballing history as well as local history and that kind of thing right but if you look back to a couple of other world cups like and this is me putting a bit of a positive spin on it now but bear with me um if you look back to usa 94 also to um and also to south korea japan 2002 Yep. when they were first allocated to those countries there was not as much but there was still an uproar it was a bit like oh what's it gonna why is it going there they don't have a soccer slash football um passion you know um that's ridiculous it should go to the more established to a more established footballing nation yeah kind of thing yeah um and but in many ways both those world cups were huge successes um I, and here's a stat
0: I should know, but I'm not sure about it, (gasps) definitely a time. I know, know, yeah, definitely a time. I think maybe still USA held held the record for um, average attendance at a match because they hosted it in um, at least nine, I
1: think nine stadiums in America, and they were all massive, you know, American
0: stadiums. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: were huge so the average ab- the attendance at every game was massive yeah. lots of expats of course of all different kinds of countries yeah, in the USA. yeah but also south korea and japan as well um there was i think again the passion in the and the facilities and what have you and i think transport links was were a huge success yeah. so whereas they were ridiculed almost beforehand why is it going there they actually turned out to be quite good now will qatar be the same i, I Got huge doubts. Yeah, I saw something recently which reminded me of the World Athletics Championship a couple of years ago, where like no one turned up for it. Yeah, it was in Doha. Yeah, and um, and there are you know, that's right,
0: that's cheap. right. There, yes, I remember. remember that. Yeah. yeah,
1: and there's there's not. I mean, that's a huge um, event, athletics event. Yeah, like Norm's there. There's not very cheap accommodation. You know, there's nope. there's not that. There's there's not cheap travel links.
0: Well, no matter um, where you live, obviously obviously, no, no matter the, where you live in the world. Uh, it's a it's a pretty much a long haul flight to Doha.
1: Yeah, sure. And then of course there's all these other issues yeah.
0: like LGBT plus rights yeah, yeah, yeah. and
1: human rights, migrant worker rights, and uh, reasons that people actually object to it being there anyway, and pe- reasons that people are not uncomfortable going there. Full stop. And, yeah. Uh, also, uh, women's rights as well. So even even before that, there's.
0: You know, are these stadiums going to be full, or are there going to be huge gaps in them? I don't. Well, know. There, there there is there has been the stories of them it. shipping people in actually, not shipping people yeah, in. Yeah, I've, I've heard
1: a bit of that. I mean, how how many people can
0: you do that for? Really? Yeah, I don't know. yeah. But you know, that, that, you get my point though that I'm saying. Like, no, no, t- totally. Because.
1: You
0: know, oh, well, there's a couple of things because you know I I can understand the um the other events you mentioned you know and if you think the purpose of the World Cup is to. Spread football joy around the world, and you know, uh, create memorable me- memories for you know kids so they take up the game. And it's to you know it's uh, from what you were saying last time. You know, it was always seen as a mechanism. You know, put all the money and stuff aside, but as a as a as a mechanism that FIFA. You know, it's primary FIFA's primary mechanism to drive f- um, participation in football as a sport, yeah, right? And even if you even if you took that um you know qatar doesn't have a big population <laughs> so it, it, even if it turns every single person in qatar on to playing football um and leaves behind the facilities and things like that so they've got somewhere to play it, yeah. it's still not many people versus one of the african nations one of the other uh, yeah. asian nations you know whoever was you know in the in the running for it so you can't not look at it. I don't think and be a little bit uh, a little bit cynical. And also, bearing in mind, it cost Russia eleven billion to put it on in twenty eighteen, and Qatar has spent two hundred billion. Two hundred billion. That is
1: that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. incredible amount of money. Um, yeah, I mean maybe again um, at risk of sort of generalising. You know maybe. Um, there will be. Uh, I know Qatar is small, but maybe there will be more interest from the surrounding region.
0: Yeah, that than, would be good. Then, yep. then
1: maybe you get in in other World Cups that are located elsewhere. Yeah. And so you'll get fans travelling from countries to watch the games who maybe you wouldn't necessarily have done before. Yeah. Um I think that you know, until without straying into politics, until quite recently, Qatar was was actually had a bit of you know there was a bit of an issue between them and most of their neighbours but yeah. that
0: has eased um and you, yeah, and you, and you might um tired, correct me if I'm wrong but I I have an impression that um I, Iran have always actually been quite a good they've they've got they've got a decent enough World Cup pedigree uh
1: yes I mean they have been at quite a few um
0: <Front gesagt> They've been at, what, uh, Listeners, Stato, Stato, Stato is just going through the... I think this will be their sixth World Cup. There you They've go. never
1: gotten through the first stage. There you go, it's ridiculous. Um, I really hope I've got that right about sixth. Um, but, um, uh, but yeah, they do have
0: some World Cup pedigree. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, especially in terms of the Asian confederation.
1: Yeah. And I think there are ties there. So, and, you know, they might get, Iran might get a fair bit of backing. And what do you know, doing Wales and England's group.
0: Yeah, along with uh, the US as well as the fourth. Yeah, uh, yeah which Bernie has kind of
1: been, the, the, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a concept, John, which I think you're probably familiar with, which is uh, called the group of death in every World Cup, which yes. is when, which is, there's always a group which has, a really tough lineup like four countries all of whom could conceivably get through depending on what happens in, you know on the day that kind of thing it's it
0: was, it's, it's usually much, en- it's much much usually countries. england's group isn't it <laughs> if you well, if you read what, the... well that's that's what the english media reckons every time yeah, yeah, I, yeah, mean, yeah. I mean <laughs> they, it's true they, they have been in a few
1: but um the interesting thing is that there isn't really one this time um, where you could say all four countries really look like they could get through, apart from possibly a push, um, Wales and England's group. But the other thing is that, you know, that could be called the group of death because
0: all four countries really dislike each other. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. in some ways, in
1: some ways, perhaps, you know. Uh, maybe you'd say politically dislike each other. I don't
0: know. No, I think but, I, uh, I think I think they do. I think you're fair. I think it's fair to say. I think that's fair to yeah, say. So, may, so maybe that's that's yeah. maybe that that is the group of death. Yeah, but come on, but, let's uh, let's go on to some of the games. Let's go on to some of the games. Because, yeah. You know, we've got um, uh, uh, Qatar, Ecuador, not Paraguay. <laughs> Qatar, Ecuador. Yeah. Uh, opening uh, opening for us. So yeah, you, what, what do you you reckon? It, is it going to be a, is it going to be a good game? But you know, average. I honestly. Uh, and as
1: as I've said before, I'm a I'm a big fan of underdog underdogs and unknown quantities and unusual matches. But I I'm struggling to see that this is going to be a thriller. Um, but um, so no, I'm not sure that one's going to be great. I think in terms of tips for the opening few matches that this podcast covers. I uh, I do, obviously there's going to be an interest from a lot of people listening to this for the Wales and England group. I do think that's going to be quite an interesting group. Um, I think on Tuesday, Poland-Mexico. Oh, okay. I think it could be good because, well, I think it would be good anyway because they're both half decent, but um, they're in a group with Argentina and um, also Saudi Arabia who aren't expected really to do much. And so this game is really, really important
0: for both Poland and Mexico. Yeah. And if either of them wins
1: it, then they've got a really, really good chance of getting through. Yeah. Um, so there'll be a bit of a don't want to lose it, but um, so there might be some caution. But they they
0: but well, they
1: really want to win it. So that could make it. Um, it it's probably
0: the toughest game that they'll face in in um, in the opening group stage. For, if you're Poland or if you're Argentina, it'd be the toughest game they'll face. Is what you're saying, right? In their I'm saying What I'm saying is Poland or Mexico, I mean, you, they they'd,
1: they know that there's a chance they won't be able to beat Argentina, Yeah. and they know that there's a chance they'll both beat Saudi Arabia. So the, the important thing is they're playing Poland and Mexico, playing each other, and they know this is the crucial game, arguably, for them. Yeah.
0: If one of them wins this, then, then they've got a very, very good chance of getting through. So yeah. Yeah. it could be, it's, it's a
1: pretty crucial game. It's a pretty crucial game to have this early on,
0: on day three. Yeah. So, so over the next couple of days, uh, next couple of games, big, uh, big games to look out for. Yeah,
1: I mean, as I said, that one. I think I actually think Morocco versus Croatia could be quite interesting as well. That is on Wednesday, I think. Yeah.
0: Off the top of my head, um, and um, and also Germany
1: Japan. I think Germany you know, are they
0: good, aren't they? They're not quite the team they were, but they've yeah. got some good young players. Um, and people, I think, have already written... It's Germany are in the same group as Spain, and people have already assumed it's just going to be Germany and Spain going through. Yes. But I think Japan
1: could. There's an outside chance of a little shock there. Even if it's just a draw, Yeah. that will still be enough to um, to give Japan a chance. So I, I half fancy that and the Morocco game for a potential...
0: Yeah. Upset. I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Japan, because I think, if, again, correct uh, me if I'm wrong, but when they were the hosts, and they have a little, a little run? I remember us watching Japan, I think, uh, when we lived together, because we were, we were living together when it was Japan, Seoul. Yeah, uh, J- oh, Japan, both, Korea, sorry. Um, yeah, both did. Japan and Korea both, both had a bit of
1: a run. Korea actually got further, which I think caused Japan a lot of... Uh, <laughs> Heartache. Chug, chugger in, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but, um, no, Japan did quite well. They they, they,
1: they they did well in the group stage and then maybe were a little bit unlucky to go out in the second round. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they've got, um, and we've got, again, we've got a Brighton player playing for Japan, Yeah. Karamitoma, um Might be carrying a little bit of an injury right now, but has looked really good since um, coming into the side for Brighton recently. So looking forward to hopefully him doing something in the World Cup.
0: Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Well, okay. okay, so um top top games to watch then Morocco Croatia you reckon? I, I think Poland, Mexico. Yep. And I'd also keep an eye out
1: for Morocco, Croatia and Germany,
0: Japan. Okay, wow, awesome. Okay, listeners, you heard it here first. Uh keep an eye out for those songs. <laughs> uh so listen, um, non-football uh, story of the day mate yeah um, <laughs> did you know they've just released the official world cup song of 2023 I didn't I didn't actually know that John no no so um, I think they've just found an old song and they've changed a couple of the lyrics to, <laughs> make, to make it to make it football-esque I'm going to read you uh, I'm going to read you the opening uh the opening verse the song is called by the way do you know the song name no I don't, I don't uh, it's called Heya Heya uh, brackets better okay. together close brackets heya, heya. From, the, from the official soundtrack actually I mean that would be something we should maybe listen to the soundtrack and then do a podcast and see see whether we're still alive
1: oh, you mean you mean there's an album
0: there's a whole album yeah there's a whole album wow. the FIFA 2022 wow. soundtrack I mean they'll sell anything won't they Okay, so the opening verse. Uh, I want to walk the walk on every street. <laughs> this is the bit I think they added in after they, after they sold the rights to FIFA. Okay, so I, I want to walk the walk on every street. And it makes it no sense. Makes it makes no sense. <laughs> I want to ball out with the world at my feet. <laughs> Hit every discotheque. And not skip a beat, AA. I wanna party. Party eight days a week. Eight days a week. I hope they've asked Rigo Star <laughs> if that's appropriate. Uh, a favorite well, favorite favorite World Cup theme song? What would you say? I mean I don't know whether it's gonna be this. <laughs> you know, yeah, fish official. I don't official know. Can't think of that many, and they
1: usually—they usually. The main one I'm thinking of again is USA '94. It's called Gloryland. Um, it sort of like a Great kind like quasi gospel kind of effort. It, it wasn't terrible, but I, yeah. uh, I'm not going to—I'm not going to—I'm not going to seek it out. Put it on, although I might now that we spoken
0: about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, otherwise, otherwise, you tend to get distracted by the sort of songs that
0: are released for the teams, for either, you know, the Irish yeah. team or the English team or whatever,
1: I always used to record a song,
0: yeah. which brings us to, obviously, one of the famous ones in these parts would be New Order and World Emotion. Yes. John Barnes' rap, that, kind of, that tends to overtake the, the, any, any official song of the World Cup, I think. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I mean, um, I might need to read up, I'm an, uh, and let's not talk about that song, which I know that you love, which I think was from Euro 96. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, it's not a World Cup song,
0: so... It's not a World Cup song, so we can't talk about that song. originally, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Uh, right, now we come on to uh, the important bit of uh Testo in. Let me insert the jingle here. Uh, Okay, so we are going to go to uh, Mexico 1986. Okay. LinkedIn with... uh, You're not looking on a laptop, are you?
1: No,
0: I'm not. Oh, okay. All right, I was just checking. I was just checking. It looked like you were... uh, No. Mate? You had a a, a bit of... Like the football almanac next to you. No. (laughs) Back to the future. I am... (laughs) <laughs>
1: no, I, I have no interest in, in cheating on any of these questions, yeah. okay? I don't think I need to. Uh, I'm sorry, I know that's quite yeah. arrogant, but yeah. I
0: really don't think I need to. Okay.
1: I'm not going to cheat. You've got my, my word. Yeah. I'm doing this
0: straight off top. Okay, eight. so this is uh, Mexico 1986. Uh, the winner was? Argentine. Yep. Ding! Argentina. Uh, top scorer? Gary Lineker, six goals. Ding! <laughs> Last question what phenomena appeared at mexico 86 which is to this day a regular appearance at not just football matches but other sporting events
1: yeah it's the um it's the um mexican wave
0: ding ding ding
1: um so yeah where you are uh... Get everyone to jump stand up in a wave formation, yeah. throw their hands in the air. And and you know, back in Mexico eighty six it was um, it was sort of like a joyous thing that looked really impressive and is sort of well remembered. Well as far as I remember, it's well remembered from that one cup, but it's it's since turned into this thing that people do when they're really bored.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a chore. I um, uh, the the most boring one I was ever part of was um, at the Home of Cricket Lords, uh, <laughs> mm. on you know, at, at hour number seven on a test match. And right. these guys who'd been drinking in the sun all day tried to get one going and people did not care. They were not having any of it. And these guys were getting more and more aggro because they kept on jumping up going, let's go! Uh, <laughs> and everyone around them was just like, no, he ain't doing that, mate. <laughs> Painful. They get more and more aggro. Painful stuff. Um... Cool. Hey. You know, you can't, nowadays, nowadays it's a demonstration. Usually, that people are bored with what's in front yeah. of them,
1: and they're trying to make their own amusement. So, if you see one now
0: going around, then it's it's not. A good it's, it's not a good game. Yeah. Well, hopefully, we won't no. see any of the opening games that. Uh, uh, if there's anyone in the stadium, John? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we've already we've already concluded there'll be no one there. <laughs> but maybe if they have been shipped in, there'll be they will be given extra like uh, Mexican wave bonuses to make it look like they're having loads of fun. <laughs> And I do have a couple of friends actually going out. They're going out to watch a couple of England games. Yeah, well, I mean, we have spoke, uh, we have spoken about a potential live phoning guest. Mm.
1: Um. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> well, let's see how this phoning is done first.
0: That's true. Um, that's absolutely. And, that's uh, absolutely true.
1: And see how that goes. See so See if you can hear me clearly at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, listen. Uh, maybe on that note. Um, thanks, mate, for the. Uh, Thanks, mate, for the conversation. It's been uh, it's been good to see you. Yeah, um, yeah, it's way past your bedtime. It's way past my bedtime, and it's time for you to enjoy the day. So, uh, <laughs> good morning, and I hope you have a good day. Um, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back, listeners, in a few days' uh, time to uh, have a little bit of a chat around. Uh, you know what we thought of those opening games, what we saw, um, and then a little bit of a, a little bit of a look forward. Alright. Thanks, man. Take care. See you soon. Bye.